Hey, 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 everybody. How are you all guys doing? Welcome to the Wimper Podcast, where we talk about all the goofy stuff related to space, astronomy, deep tech, AI, and a lot more to learn about which you won't find much in a conventional form of education. Our today's guest is Pratik Pandey from Super Aliens and Co India. He is a mentor for startups, a space enthusiast and a space mining technology expert. In today's episode we talk about space mining, possibly something that has the potential to bear trillionaires. We talk about the space policies and levels of progress of development in the sector around the world and so much more. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, apologies for the low quality of audio that uh, we have received from the side of our guest. Uh, it's uh, mainly because of an external device was being used on our guest side as a mic and not uh, the device, uh, the laptop's own microphone. And uh, that was possibly one of the reasons or it was a network problem. Uh, I suppose because the guest was not here in India, he was in Russia. and uh, there might have been some form of problem uh in the networking or maybe in the device uh, optimization so uh if you could bear uh you could find this broadcast very productive and uh, yeah i hope you still uh enjoy it hello everyone welcome to another episode of the wimper podcast uh, i am your host divyansh gunjan and we are here with pratik pandey he is the founder of space aliens and co and uh, we are going to start this episode off with a jay siaram so jay siaram from both of us <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah uh, so uh, pratik could you tell me what uh, is your organization uh, trying to do like uh, space aliens and co although by its name i'm just guessing that it does something related to extraterrestrial life or something but i think you're more more into space mining so yeah could you tell me something about that my organization that is super aliens co technologies which is based in pune and uh, we are working on the concept of space mining so the name super aliens uh, comes from uh, the thought that you know we would be working on technologies that is that are alien alien to us which are not yet uh, been worked upon so hence you know the name super aliens and since we wanted to do something much more extraordinary that's that's why the word super because we are extraordinary hence the the word super so uh, basically we are working on the concept of space mining uh, so whenever we talk about space mining the word itself is 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 very broad but uh, we have a notion that space mining is only just mining a cosmos but, but in reality space mining is a broader concept which not only deals with the mining of cosmos but it also deals with the software uh used in uh, space technology the hardware the satellite system the propulsion system the communication the navigation system so it's a it, it's it's a very broad concept and uh, not only it is just you know go to a cosmos mining and bring back them bring back the minerals so this is pretty much uh, that we are working upon uh we have our own uh, uh, idea of how we would be mining the cosmos 
and in that, that direction we are working with our own designs our own hardware software in fact we are also working on a lunar uh, copter which would be the first uav to be flying in the lunar atmosphere and with those uh, copter we are trying to uh, map the moon surface and try to get the density of the mineral present at particular location uh, so i'll be starting off with the first question that i have for you uh so what is the potential environmental impact of space mining uh on celestial bodies such as moon or asteroids and uh, how it can be mitigated uh see first firstly we need to understand that uh, mostly as of now uh most of the companies or most of the startups that are working on the concept of space mining are looking out to mine the asteroid whereas we are not looking out to mine the asteroid firstly we are looking out to mine the moon the reason why we have selected the moon is uh, first <clears throat> we have a very uh, you can say a very clear image of moon available and these images are not in terms of visual images but in terms of various uh, uh, wavelengths which gives us a density of various element present for example nasa's missions uh, in previous mission you have various maps available uh, from isro's chandrayaan 1 chandrayaan 2 and all those those data are available so it it makes us it makes easy for us to you know understand uh, which location have what kind of uh, minerals or uh, elements present there that is one thing yeah uh, we would be launching our own satellite or our own device to kind of uh, validate those data and compare those data and then make up our own map or where we would be doing this this mining on lunar surface now okay. that that can there can be various points of which minerals we are locating or what kind of uh mineral we want to take up and you know put it into market that is a different thing different thing uh when it, when it comes, comes to environmental, environmental uh, impact see moon uh, practically doesn't have proper rules so what are the rules global rules for space mining so mm-hmm. as of now we only have a common space treaties that also acceptable by only very few few organizations that was back in uh, 1980s 1990s that all the cosmos is available to all human beings so no a particular government or particular country have uh, say that you know this belongs to me the cosmos belongs to everyone any anyone can go can take that uh, advantage of that cosmos and it will be for the benefit of the mankind it is not only just for an individual so if you are mining a certain cosmos we just need to make sure that the element mined or whatever we are taking up from the cosmos is used for the benefit of the mankind so we as an organization are working on an uh, you can say a draft where we are working when on the points or on the rules that when you mine a cosmos what precautions you should be taking how much mining should be done what are the precautions to be taken when the mining is happening and when the material is brought down to the earth surface what are the precautions you need to take because let's say that in a at a, at a certain asteroid there are certain microbes which can be harmful to human being so how do we extract them how do we find them and after a certain validation or certain screening only these elements would be put into refining and then later on would be used for whatever purposes so we are working on that 
one important thing talking about the lunar surface since its atmosphere is not dense and the gravity is extremely low so whenever mining is done and the dust that would come out of the mining would actually cover up the whole surface of the lunar uh, the, the lunar atmosphere and the lunar surface so we make sure the mining is done in a manner that the dust because whenever you dig up the earth crust a lot of dust comes out or you know you in hindi we say ke, so that mm. dust can you know cover up the whole surface of the the, the lunar surface so we need to make yeah. sure that the the way we are doing mining the dust doesn't uh, you know cover up the surface so we are working on a specialized mining system which, which would use a a vacuum just to suck up the uh, the you can say the lunar crust or the elements and then in a closed chamber uh we do the mining or the extraction or partial refining of these uh, material and then we would be storing up in a container these container would be launched back to lunar orbit and then again it would be pushed back to earth's orbit and whenever on demand these capsules would be pushed down to earth's surface uh at a particular location which will be very similar to the spacex uh, reused rocket that can be you know um Uh, landed at a particular location so we are taking care of these points and we are drafting our own rules which we are again discussing with isro and even even ross cosmos whether these rules these uh, set of points are validated they would be validating it for uh, for us with their knowledge and benchmarking it and then later on once uh, we are capable to start up with these points would be taken into consideration right uh, so if if you are planning to do something on the moon then my my most obvious question i would like to ask is why moon uh, why not something else because just it is closer or is it very resourceful or is it something else so like i said that the studies done or the previous mission done on moon already gave us so much data so much information that practically it makes easy for us to go to the moon firstly of course it's closer Uh, second uh, many data many mission data many uh, images are available from, from the moon, moon right uh, yes. so if i speak that if for an startup if i say that oh i am going to mine the the asteroid so firstly mm-hmm. the moment i say asteroid it becomes an expensive journey for me to just to go to that location because the asteroid belt is located beyond mars and between jupiter yes that the, the main uh, the kuiper belt or whatever belt is that is at at a further location so the expense to go there to to put up a spacecraft to go there you know takes up my resource uh, then the the error margin is is, is, is very, very high. high whether i would hit to that asteroid because asteroids are maybe a kilometer wide or 2 kilometer wide or let's say even 10 kilometers wide so even the error margin is is far more than what we can do it on moon the moon's location the moon's uh, orbit is very well known to human kind very well known to even to a student so it's practically make very easy for us to go to the moon now with the various maps various data available from various agency nasa jaxa and uh, isro and even from roscosmos combining all these data we can have a very good 3d map of the moon where we can uh, with a with a success margin of 80% we can go there and you know we can collect these minerals from there 
with our own satellite with our own uh, missions we can again further validate this data and you know we would ha be having a sure probabilistic data that okay at this particular lesion or at a certain depth we we are sure that we would be getting these minerals so this is these are the reason that you know we have selected the lunar uh, surface to be mined first and then to the uh, later on to the asteroid because once we have uh going to the moon we have uh, tested our equipments we have successfully done the mining it would be easy task for us to go to an asteroid or even to any other cosmos so uh, <coughs> it it is more feasible and uh, it is more economical to mine the moon than it is for us to do any other celestial body right and uh, that's the way you are trying Correct. to do it because Yes, so let's take that there is an asteroid which, as per a certain telescope or uh, with the radio telescope, we get a probability that these asteroids would be having these certain minerals, right? Now right. the orbit of these asteroids are sometimes unpredictable, or you know the distance from the Earth is very very large. So if I go with go with the you know with the current boom of uh, uh, mining and all and i say okay even even i am mining the asteroid so for me personally that doesn't make sense because the closest cosmos to us is lunar the lunar surface we can easily go there is the easy data is available uh, there can be many arguments that uh, you know certain elements are not present how you would be doing that and you know if you go to the moon it could trigger a race between countries to go to the moon definitely these things can happen but then uh, sooner or later we are going to the moon when we are talking about going to mars then why we are not going to the moon moon is the closest cosmos it certainly has many minerals present there you might have heard many uh, you know youtube videos or even uh, some interviews saying that uh, the helium is present on lunar surface and you know the helium s3 can power up the the mankind with unlimited uh, electricity and we can work on that so definitely certain uh, minerals are present on lunar surface and uh, we can definitely go there we would uh, even in the countries like china russia even india uh, nasa are planning to have their own uh, uh, stations base stations on lunar surface because this again, again having, having a base station, station having, having a communication, communication link on, on lunar surface would, would widely increase our reach in the deep space having any communication center on lunar surface would significantly increase our a uh, deep space network so sooner or later we are going to the lunar uh, surface and definitely when we are making a base on lunar surface they would be requiring the requiring the raw materials and we as a company we are on the lunar surface we are accepting the mineral we would be able to help them provide that raw materials to set up the base now let's say that we are working on a magnesium carbon dioxide uh, thrusters rocket engine magnesium is abundant on earth surface magnesium is abundant on lunar surface as well we can very easily extract the co2 on lunar surface as well combining these two elements i can easily make a magnesium carbon dioxide thrusters which is uh, capable enough to launch a 10 kg 15 kg 50 kg of payload easily into lunar uh, orbit as well as we can push it to earth orbit so practically if i see overall uh, moon is a very uh, correct Uh, you know, uh, source of uh, mining all these things. Right, right. Uh, <coughs> moving to the second question that I have: uh, How do space mining companies plan to sub, uh, transport extracted uh, resources back to Earth, and what technological advances are needed to make this feasible? 
any individual or any organization thinks of you know the the satellite is only made by isro or few other organization that are based in bangalore but these organization also doesn't give you a full approach when it comes to satellite manufacturing so we and our organization are planning to make a platform where we would take care of any everything from launch to the end of the mission that is launching into the orbit even we would be taking care of the of the communication for 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 the client so coming back to the question is uh, how we are bringing back the elements from the cosmos so of course in a in a phase manner firstly we would be launching our own satellite around the earth and around the lunar surface to conduct various mapping 3d mapping surveying of the lunar surface and the earth satellite would be a communication link between the satellite on earth orbit and lunar orbit then we are working our own uh, micro thrusters which would be used in uh, the containers that would uh, accumulate the mined minerals and then these thrusters because of the low gravity of the moon are capable enough to launch it into the lunar orbit and then again push it to the earth orbit super reliance co is again working in the uav sector as well and the reason specifically why we are working on the uav sector is when these containers that are in the earth's orbit with the minerals mined from the cosmos we want to bring it back to the earth's surface using uav technologies and now these uavs are not fixed wing but again the rotary wings so when they would be coming they would be taking the entry into the earth's surface uh, the micro thrusters would again uh, you know decrease the speed and after a certain speed these rotary wings would be deployed and they would fly back to a predetermined place and then we would extract the minerals so it would be like an, at a distance of 7 to 10 kilometers these big flaps of rotary wings would be deployed they would decrease the speed and then they would travel like a ordinary uav in in the earth atmosphere and they would land at a location where we can extract this minerals we are also working on a heat heat shield for these containers as both to be used on earth surface and lunar surface uh the mining equipments we have already started working on that we uh, do have a poc for the mining uh, uh the, the 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 mining equipment that we would be we would be doing on lunar surface uh, which i can uh, share with you so those kinds of uh, pocs are already ready uh we have a very good team which hold experience both in mining uh in uh, in satellite development hardware software and since one of the member has been working with the ongc which is into oil and natural gas exploration and uh, the certain team members have already worked on the sensors that are used for exploration so the same uh, knowledge or the same expertise we would be using for exploration of lunar surface uh the specialized vacuum uh mining uh, that is under process what kind of vacuum we would be using how those minerals would be put up in the container those are the blueprints over there of all those things are already done so pretty much all the technology are clear and then we are working in in that direction right uh, so it seems like a good amount of progress has been done yeah into it i was thinking that it's something we have very uh, much in the start that just uh, something uh, in the ways of spreading awareness is going on but now i see that there's a bit of work being done so that's great uh 
how will space mining companies deal with issues of ownership and access to resources on celestial bodies particularly in uh, light of international space law and uh, the outer space treaty surely so uh, right now most of the space agencies the countries are running to make a draft of these rules because uh, if you if you hear the news you know china has already started claiming that certain part of the moon belongs to the the, the you know the chinese uh, people which is which is which is of course wrong because cosmos belongs to everyone so there is definitely need uh, of uh, certain rules or certain regulation when it comes to ownership of of you know the cosmos or anything that comes from the cosmos even if we are doing the mining so the main point is whatever you do these elements that you mine from a uh, from the cosmos should only be used for the betterment of humanity we should we should we should have a clause whether you know let's say that if we mine some uh, uranium or plutonium uh, in a raw manner from a certain asteroid these minerals would only be used for a betterment of humanity maybe it, it can be used to produce electricity but it should not be used for weapon weapon development or weapon manufacturing certain clause needs to come into action uh then again i see that you know there will be a lot of conflict when it comes to making these regulation because uh let's say india would be uh you know agreeing into making that you know if an indian organization mines a certain cosmos the 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 advantage of that would be firstly given to the indian country the india as a country indian people and only then it would be given to certain uh, you know clients or certain so or it can be that it would totally be in my hand as a private player as a private company that whether i should be giving it to uh, india or to any client i want so these things are still not clear these things needs to be you know discussed with various uh, space agencies with uh, with various government and only once we agree to a common clauses these things would come into play as of now nothing is clear us claims to have their own uh, space treaty have their own set of rules switzerland have their own uh, set of rules japan has their own set of rules isro is working with their own set of rules so i see that in the coming time there can be a conflict but uh, we need to have a common understanding on this i think in the coming days more or less it will be so whoever goes first whoever mines uh, the the cosmos it would belong to them or to the whatever country they belong to i think that would be in the coming days this would be the approach for most of the uh, companies working in the space mining sector so it's again a race right <laughs> it it's it's definitely a race it's definitely a race and whoever goes first uh, you know they would be having a upper hand let's say that if china makes it to the moon they have their uh, their base the base and the surrounding we would surely be having a conflict over there because they would be claiming that these sec- these uh, these areas would belong this area belong to the you know the chinese uh, people because we are here first and then us would obviously jump into it, into these uh, these uh, conflict seeing uh, us russia would obviously jump into it and then the race would go on so we need to make sure that you know we are always ahead as uh, as an indian keeping as- aside the conflict or whatever it is but technologically if seeing and you know the betterment of uh, indian 
space uh, system if we go uh, faster the better it would be not only for uh, the mining but we would in in uh, in pursuing the space mining concept we would develop so many systems that would be essential for you know the betterment of the space community specifically for uh, for india we would be developing our own satellite systems we would be having our own communication system so many people would be getting opportunity to come into this sector so you know there is there is a lot of things that we can gain from these concept if even if we are not thinking about just about mining even if we just think about as from the technology side we would be making a lot of advances right and uh, the next question that i have is uh, for example what are the long term and uh, economic strategic uh, implications of space mining for earth's economy and geopolitical relationships between nations uh, certainly see, see, there, there are a lot of impact uh, when, when we talk, talk about the geopolitical relations so like, like i said, said that you know many agencies many, many governmental space agencies are working on space mining and they are pushing it to be the to first towards to a certain location like latitude or asteroid let's say that um, you know a certain organization belonging to a certain uh, country goes to a certain asteroid and they get uh, elements which are considered as rare so they would uh, bring these rare earth uh, rare earth minerals to the to earth then they can have a dominance over these uh, minerals let's say uh, germanium is used for various defense equipments and uh, germanium and uh, you know certain elements are very rare they get hold of it so they would be having a dominance over this and you know they can sell it at a very higher rate or they can have a certain weapons which are uh, considered technologically advanced so they would have a upper end over other countries so that is one thing then of course like uh, in the in the previous section i said that you know the the faster you go the you know you claim that area so that is one area where uh, conflict can happen and that would again uh, you know impact the geopolitical relation between various various countries so that is something uh as a company i don't need to you know uh, work on those because that is definitely a job of government so that is one of the reason that we are looking in uh, various uh, space agencies to understand that you know we do it in a correct manner because ultimately uh, my fund my my time my resources put into this and let's say that you know after a lot of um, research work i go to the moon i mine it and when bringing back i see there is a lot of conflict and i'm not able to uh, you know get those element refined and give it to my client or you know i cannot use it in a proper way so it would be a uh, a back step for me so we are making sure that you know whatever equipment we are making uh, whatever um, process we are making uh, is benchmarked is validated by these space agencies and we are working with them hand in hand to understand that once these things are done it would only you know it would not affect us it would not affect us as a company it would not affect us Uh, with the relation with uh, other clients in other countries so we are making sure that we work on that as of now many things are unclear even if you know i speak that this thing can happen or that thing happen but uh, there are a lot of un- uncertainty uh, depending on various space agency the relation between there because again isro and um, nasa have various uh, relation so they can merge and they can come up with a common uh, 
points uh, when it comes to space treaty, uh, space mining laws, and all. So let's see. We'll we we'll, we will have to work with various agencies on this. Right. Uh, so, but for example, if I ask you, uh, uh, for example, you're in Russia right now, and uh, Russia yeah. is also a powerful <laughs> player in the space business, and then just the United States. There's China. There's India. Uh, there are other countries like in Germany, Japan, uh, and uh, there are other countries. I mean, there are very, uh, you know, the countries that have been very backward in the past in terms of the space race, uh, in terms of participating in the space industry, are now popping up, uh, right? Uh, there are countries you you are not you have not heard of uh, who have been into technology technology like. Uh, Uh, the arabs are doing it uh, there's uh, israel to it so so uh, yes. i don't i from my perspective it's not uh, just these three or four powerful players that will be uh, having the position of deciding what will be done but i think because there's just so many new uh, people popping up uh, maybe it's going to be something very you know conflicting geopolitical because some somebody is ally of somebody else somebody is an enemy to somebody else exactly. So, I, uh, this is going to be a messy thing. I don't want to talk about it much, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I think uh, is going to happen. Exactly. So that is what it makes so much complex for uh, you know for uh, humans to come up uh, on a common uh, rules and regulation for space mining or you know that whatever clauses yet. It's it's I I think it's tough. In the coming in the coming years, the best i think that could happen is all the countries would have their own set of rules for space mining or anything related to that so the 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 thing that i am seeing is uh, all the countries would say that you know our organizations would go to a particular location and whatever they mine from there would be belonging to their country only and then there there will be their decision what to do with that whether to give it to other country or whether to process it into their country i think that is uh, going to happen in coming year because having a common uh, agreement between all i don't think so that is possible i'm like not, not feasible for as of now yeah okay uh moving on to the, the next question that i have for today uh so how will the development of space mining technology and uh, infrastructure impact the overall cost of space exploration and the feasibility of future manned uh, missions to the moon mars or beyond and uh, why i say manned is because uh, uh, at least for now i don't think robots uh, on wheels can do as good of a task of space mining getting into caves into complex structures as humans can do so that's why i'm putting man's uh, manned spacecraft and manned missions uh, into context over here so yeah what's your take on it uh see uh, when we talk about space mining the of course you know the thought comes there are few common thoughts that comes into our mind is that we are going somewhere and we are mining that particular location right so here in when we talk about space mining is we don't mine a very large area firstly even even the, the the same the same tech or the same process we follow on on earth like for example recently india discovered lithium deposit in uh, in kashmir so they did it using drones 
so they 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 connected various uh, uh, sensors the geological sensors on a drone and these drones they found out these lithium deposit in kashmir right with the same tech or with the same process we would be doing it on various other cosmos that would be using satellite data so drones is sensing. the way to go drones is the way to go now you know there will be many questions there will be many uh, you know people would be you know giving you questions that how is it possible to have a drone on on microgravity or something like that see we have already done it nasa has already have this mars copter uh, based on the gravity based on the density of the atmosphere you can come up with a with a rotary drone for example uh, mars drone used uh, around uh, 1200 rpm of uh, this motor to have that you know the lift and all uh, if i if i calculate it for lunar surface it's it's somewhere between 800 to 9 uh, 800 to 900 rpm of uh, motors that you can use and you can have a lift so with those micro uavs also and ha- having connecting the sensors to them you can easily have a surveying mapping done on lunar surface now this can also be done using the satellite with the remote sensing see now we can combine these these two data and we can come up with a with a common uh, common map but then again these things can help you uh, determine exact density exact location for the minerals so to solve this problem why we are specifically working on uav is when we would be having a satellite on lunar orbit these satellite would be having micro uavs into them which will be pushed down to the lunar surface and of course they would be having a heat shield and then they would be having powerful enough uh, uav rotary wings which would slow down their uh, speed and they would have a soft impact at a predetermined location and then they would be having a a kind of drilling drilling machine which would go up to a certain depth and then they would take up that uh, you can say that crust or the dust or whatever uh, you know dirt is present there they would take up and they would check the density of it and these process would be repeated at a multiple location and once we have a favorable density present at that location only then we would be launching a heavy mining equipments to the lunar surface so this is how we are uh, uh you know working to make sure that the density of the particular mineral is present at that location so before you know if i just say that with the probabilistic data of from remote sensing or with the previous mission i am going to launch my heavy uh mining equipment so it it's always a risk for me so to overcome that risk i am launching small uavs or small small rotary uh drones to a particular location they will drill they would uh, validate the density present and only then the heavy mining uh, equipments would go there so that is how we are working now coming to the point that you know like these uh, would be a costly costly matter or you know it would take up a lot of resource see initially when you do this research and development for for something which is very visionary of course funds and resources are taken up but if you look at a broader vision see drone technology in these days is not something uh, very technologically advanced everyone is making their own drone uh, everyone is making uh, their own uh, customized uh, power uh, power distribution system for drone and also we have that technology coming to the satellite i think students 
from colleges are capable enough to make their own microsatellites, picosatellite with proper guidance, with proper mentoring, they, they can easily make a satellite that comes, that falls into the category of nanosatellites. Uh, again, with the proper uh, studies, proper research development, they can have their own powerful camera system, communication system, navigation system, very easily done. So that technology is already present with us. The only thing is we need to put it in a way that we can achieve achieve our vision. So satellite development, we already have the expertise. UAV, we already have a, we have the expertise in that. ISRO is helping uh, many startups in uh, achieving what they want. So things are all lined up. It's up to you how you take the advantage of this and how you accomplish your your vision or your your task so if i if i you know break it into phase for the space mining vision that i have we are making our own satellite we have a lot of connections in various uh, countries to provide us with the payload uh, usually we don't do that we make our own payload but just giving an example so the payload can be taken from let's say israel china taiwan even even from russia even from the us so we have that payload capacity we have the launching capacity from from ISRO, SpaceX, uh, Roscosmos, and they are ready to provide us with the launching capacity. Now, uh, coming to the uh, satellite, you can make our own subsystem when it comes to um, satellite, your own camera system, your own customized communication system, uh, your navigation system. So all those things are in place. It's just you have to make it or you have to change it in a way you want it so for now uh, i think it is not uh, on a much on you know it would take up a lot of resource of you but yes it would take a lot of time and research from your side to make it happen in a, in a correct way right uh moving <laughs> on to the next question that i have uh, how do microgravity and radiation environments affect uh, the physical and uh, chemical properties of minerals and ores? And uh, what technical challenges does this pose uh, for space mining operations? This is, this is something, uh, a, a very common thing when you talk about uh, mining the cosmos. Because the cosmos surface, like the lunar surface or any asteroid surface is constantly bombarded with uh, many, many uh various radiations wavelengths and all and of course due to that their uh, their composition or their property changes and that is one of the reason if if you uh, read about uh, helium 3 or the h3 that is how you know the helium 3 is considered to be abundant or you can say is widely present on lunar surface is because the uv, UV radiation is more in comparison to to earth so it, it is good as well as it is bad so to overcome this, that's why you know we are making sure that when we mine the uh, the surface of the of the moon or even even an asteroid, we do it in a manner <clears throat> that it doesn't get exposed to the you know the, the outer uh, UV radiations, and that's why we use this vacuum, uh, very similar to vacuum cleaner, where you suck up this uh, this crust or you know this dust, and directly it goes into a container which is which is again protected from all kind of radiation and it is kept in an environment which doesn't alter its property. So we, we do that. So that's how we are trying to solve this problem. 
Of course, the test for this is, is still, still underway. What, what is, is the success, success for this? How much effective it will be? It, uh, in the coming days, we would know that. But uh, talking to various experts who are into mining, who are into exploration, we have received a thumbs up for uh, the process that we are using. So pretty much we have uh, you know solved this problem. But then again, uh, taking this problem in the real scenario is still uh, a challenge. So we would have to wait for a certain time to see. Um, you know, only only with the test we can understand how you know how well our process works. But overall, we have solved this problem. Right. Uh, I think this is the last question that I have for today. We have done about forty-five minutes of uh, uh, recording, and so. how is your very organization and co-working uh, uh, in the untapped industry of uh, space mining um uh, come up come up again i'm like uh, so how we are doing it is is it what you mean yeah like for example in the in the start for example i asked you uh, what is what is it doing uh, what what regulations is it, is it all about when it comes to space mining and uh, like for example if i ask about your company organization super aliens and co uh so how is it working in this untapped industry and for example if i ask you uh what is the vision for it and like uh, uh how much amount of time do you think space mining would take take uh, to have a hit on it so yeah uh, that's uh, the way i'm taking it it's like something about the future yeah what is the future of it and so uh before going to the future i like to talk that um as an as a startup or as a company uh, see having a broad vision or having a wide vision doesn't run the company so many people many organization can can have a vision but the vision only works when the organization sustains to, to so to sustain the organization we are working on various technologies because ultimately uh, space mining is a very uh, a uh, money intensive or capital intensive project so it would require a lot of fund uh, it would require a lot of resource lot of research and development now to overcome that we are providing various services we are providing various products and we are making sure that with these uh, services and product we earn revenue and we would be self sustained to uh, you know take up our uh, upcoming mission or upcoming research and development so as a startup we are working in in the sector of uavs we are working in the sector of uh, satellite and since we are engineers we are also working in the sector of product development so when it comes to uav sector we provide various services to our various clients which are uh, into surveying mapping uh, forestry oceanography mines mineral exploration uh, disaster management uh, agriculture so since we are into uav very easily we can cater to these sectors we can provide them with various services. for example uh, we are in talking terms with various uh, uh, state governments to provide them with uh, various services into agriculture to help them explore ground water to help them explore iron content in the water and various other things uh, we are in talking terms with uh, one of uh, uh, state government in the west of india to provide them with the soil salinity present in the it at in, in in the agricultural uh, agricultural land and uh, we are also in talking terms with various organization to upgrade their uh, drone fleet so since we are working on our own uh, battery power distribution and with that 
battery power distribution we can upgrade the flight time of any drone let's say that there is a drone which flies for one hour so with our power distribution system uh you know fitted into that these flight time can be increased to you know more than two times so we are providing these these services these facility to these sectors and from these sectors we are earning revenue and then again we are engineers we are hardware engineers we are software engineers so it's it uh, it's easy for us to work in the satellite sec sec section and like i said that we are working on a platform where anyone can come up select their own subsystems can make their own satellite so that is one of our revenue stream where we earn uh, revenue so we are in close collaboration with many russian firms israeli firm and even even chinese firm uh, to provide uh, uh, them with the subsystems uh, for example we are in talking terms with uh, some uh, you know uh, uh, countries in the mina region to provide them with the various uh, subsystem for satellite there are budding space agencies like in the indonesia philippines and then again uh, in the, uh, the abu dhabi abu dhabi U, uh, dubai dubai sector and even in Afri africa kenya to be specific we are in talking terms with these budding space agencies to provide them with uh, our services into uh, you know the camera section the communication section manufacturing of satellite hardware launching their satellite so we will take care so we make sure that whatever Technologies required for space mining, those technologies, we break them into parts, we convert them into services and we give these services to various clients and we earn revenue from it. So we are churning revenue from all this, but ultimately we are, uh, you know, getting our hands tight in all this technology and these in the coming years would be used for space mining. So that is how we are doing and talking about, uh, you know, various space laws, uh, we are working on our own. Uh, space clauses as an organization that we think that would uh, you know come up as a challenge and these clause we would be sharing it with isro uh, we have various scientists as guides and mentors uh, in our organization which are again work have worked on various projects in isro so they are helping us with the various technologies uh, as mentor and guide they are guiding us what kind of uh, benchmarking we need need which, what kind of certifications we need and once we are done with these clauses and agreement we would be sharing it with isro we would be discussing with them and ultimately ultimately isro would be taking up with the government and uh, if the government approves it approves it it would be a major breakthrough for us because we would be the first one to come up with these clause and uh, you know we would be having a kind of ownership on them or the kind of first people to work on these kind of challenges for for the future so yes so this is pretty much that we have worked on great cool uh so uh we have finally come to an end uh to our episode i i enjoyed it a lot this was uh the first Uh, space mining episode that i had uh, on the entire show and it was great fun to talk uh, with you and uh, hope you all enjoyed it too whoever is listening uh, or watching i don't know if uh, this will be out in a video format unless and until the recording has been done well but yeah we'll see uh, so thank you everyone for listening to another episode uh, of the wimbo podcast uh, thank you thank you for coming and uh, yep yeah, i hope Thanks, you have a great day ahead yeah Pleasure connecting to you all. Take care.